tell you, like, you know, even before you ever get pregnant, before you ever think about kids, like, you always hear, like, oh, these kids grow up so fast. And I really felt like those nine months I took to prepare myself for her to grow fast. And I thought I did a pretty good job, but she just started, like, even faster than I literally, like, thought that I imagined. And so, like, at first, that was, like, a super scary thing. I was like, oh, my God, she's going to be too big for the house. <laughs> what else am I going to feed her? Like, oh. like, nowadays, it's just... I need to do better. It happens. I'm working on it. <laughs> but what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Mia Experience. Mm-hmm. Today I am here with the love of my life, my baby mama, and one of my favorite people, Mayel. Oh my god! <laughs> At the Mayel on Instagram, T H D M Y I E L L E. If you didn't know, then now you know. I would tell y'all my Finsta, but you gotta follow me on my Rinsta first. Right. first. <laughs> you gotta have privileges to follow the yeah, Finsta. Yeah, that's next level. <coughs> but, welcome guys. Today we are going to be continuing, well, I might say finishing, but continuing the Confessions of a Single Parent <laughs> series that I have going on right now. So, just to update, I recorded the episode with my mom a couple weeks ago, so you guys heard that one. If you haven't heard that one, that's my second episode, I believe, so you should definitely go check that one out. It was really good. I did that one with my mom and my grandma. Um, There was a part two, but it's still in the works um but here we are i'm just gonna like i did before just talk to my friend because we haven't had any real for real for real sit down conversations. how you feel since you even became my mama you know for a long time it still didn't feel like i was a mom i was like wow i can't believe i'm a mom like, all my friends, like, Ari would say it all the time, like, I just I still can't believe you're a mom. But, like, nowadays, it's getting more real. Things are getting more expensive. So, <laughs> that's a real indicator that you're a real mom. You gotta start paying real baby bills. Yeah. <laughs> nice. you're, you're not important anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like, actually. I'm so it's like, And honestly, that, that kind of starts when you're pregnant. It's like, people... Like, good friends are like, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. How's the baby? Is the baby okay? It's like, yeah, I mean, we don't even know the baby's name yet still, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm just here building the baby. I'm straight, though. Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. That's why whenever, like, I don't know if I should say his name, whenever our boss comes around with his wife, I'm always like, how are you, ma'am? Are you doing okay? Fuck that baby. Are you good? How how are you feeling? (laughs) (laughs) Your mental health is important too. Just as important, man. And nobody says that. Like, honestly. That's how it's been feeling since I've been a new mom. At least you care. Yeah, man. Got to. 
It's been a long time coming. I was in a darker place before this. Right. Well, before we get into all the semantics, Thank you. you want to introduce yourself, friend? Yeah. My name is Mayo, and I am 22 now. And let's see, I had B when I was 20, so I nearly beat teenage pregnancy, but it counts, and I'm <laughs> claiming that. It counts. Yeah, man. I was I was in my third year of college when I had my kid, so I was like, at least I made it out of high school. I beat my brother. I my, yeah, my sister-in-law had a big belly when she walked across the high school stage, so, you know, and we're not talking shit. Like, we love my lefty, but at least I'm not the least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> not the least favorite. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I go to Georgia State, and that's the college I go to, which is honestly a pretty nice school to be going to as a parent. They're really liberal. I take B to class with me a lot, and it's probably because I'm an education major too, so, like, everybody in my class is like, please bring that baby, but, like, yeah. Your real class or mm-hmm. your student class? I think oh, they won't yeah. let you bring her to that class. No, yeah, they won't let I don't think they would let me take her to the elementary school for like legal reasons and shit, but like also because like I teach third grade, so like I can't distract them. That's a really important testing year. And high key, like I need to learn what they learn in two because third grade is a long time ago for me now. So like I gotta get back in the game. But I'm sure like I probably take her to like fall festival with me when my third graders meet her then. My kindergartners were really excited to meet her when they had their kindergarten graduation. They're like, oh my gosh, my a little baby. I'm like, you guys are like three years older than her. Chill out, chill out. Like, really, though? <laughs> In kindergarten. In kindergarten. That's what Like, oh my gosh, she's so cute. Can I hold her, Miss Mayo? I'm like, can you? I don't know. You're kind of her height. Uh, right. <laughs> You're going to have to sit down for a little bit, buddy. Right. <laughs> well feel that so hey you gotta stop me i feel like i've been going on tangents especially no, girl, you, you didn't answer the first two questions <laughs> did you initially want to have kids i did not man i really i really didn't i i feel like i didn't want to have kids because i was mostly afraid of like labor like i saw both of my sisters i have five nieces and nephews so I saw both of my sisters like have all them kids and the first nephew I was so excited I was like Brittany I'm gonna be there for you every step of the way you can squeeze my hand and when the time came for her to squeeze my hand she was squeezing my hand really fucking tight and I was like 11 years old I was like damn bitch like it got to the point where her mama had to step in and I was like oh, damn that shit must hurt her like who so I was like I don't want to have no kids because I don't want to have to go through all that like okay. mm, like I feel that yeah and then, like, I started getting to high school, started getting my feelings hurt and shit. I was like, these niggas don't deserve me to have their kids anyway, so I definitely don't want to do that shit. But, uh, is one of the questions the how the baby got here? I'm going to just tell you. Basically, <laughs> I met my child's father in the dorms that we were staying in at the time and you know me because like that's why i had to change but you know what we're gonna come back to that later we're gonna loop around for that <laughs> i saw him in the hall or whatever and i was like i like your shirt that's literally how it started carmina that's I complimented how you tell this every dude that's how that you like dude every dude you tell them you like them or something about them let me tell you had i known that me telling him that i liked his shirt would have led to these series of events i would have just shut my fucking mouth up but <laughs> neither here nor there we love b 
We love B. We love B. But anyway, I met her daddy in the dorm. We didn't. We did not have sex with each other for like three, four months. We completely sold it. I like, feel that. Completely sold it, and then had to have been like one of the first times that we had sex. Like, if not the first time, the the first three times we had sex, I conceived. And then really, yes, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I remember when you got pregnant. Yeah, that, that's crazy. So before we even finish this story, first of all, for the young people listening, you don't go out in the rain without, without your, your raincoats. That's just logic, okay? And I want you to apply it to every single aspect of your life, especially your sexual life, because then you fuck around, know a nigga for three to four to five to six months. About the first, the second year anniversary, then your baby turned into. Then you don't know what you're doing. Then you hate that nigga. But now it's too late because the baby's two. She's late. Yeah. Brief intermission, guys. I just want to let y'all know. B is cute as fuck, y'all. I'm the cutest niece ever. Yeah, she that out. See, that was me having to take a pause from the podcast to go check on the baby. But she still knocked out. That's good. I really got blessed, too. Like, I really, I, like, I be complaining about her dad because that's really, like, the only thing I can complain about, man. Like, my kid is smart as hell. She's beautiful. She's really not, like, a temper tantrum type child. She don't scream and holler for no reason. Like, she uses her words pretty well. Like, I really got blessed because my five other nieces and nephews were not this easily manageable and yeah god was like you don't have to deal with some bullshit but it's all right look it look it i'll even it out it's cool sorry guys we're back my alarm went off <laughs> my phone is annoying but girl that was for work Cause I be sleep. <laughs> I know that. Wholeheartedly. Like, mm-hmm. I be sleep, trying to take naps when I can. Cause I, I feel like I never sleep anymore. Yeah, same actually. Maybe that's what comes with being an adult, losing sleep. Apparently. <laughs> but I don't see how you got some folks that be sleeping like ten, twelve hours. I be like, I wish I could lay down for five, like. For real. Five or six, maybe. Because I do six on a good day. I feel that. Yeah, like it takes me forever to fall asleep. And then I really stay asleep for a while. My mom said after you become a mama, <laughs> you don't sleep more than like a couple hours anyway. But you know what? When B was little, B was sleeping through the night. I think the only time she didn't sleep through the night was the first few days we was in the hospital. I don't know. My baby just really has her mama's spirit. And she's like, I'm exhausted. Like, y'all exhaust me. Get out of my face. I'm going to sleep. That was literally you in high school. Mm-hmm. You used to be just gone. Yeah. Knocked out. Like, that ass, man. I'm and exhausted. Why? Because y'all are exhausting. Y'all are exhausting. I It's a thing, bro. <laughs> Like, she ain't never had no problems eating or sleeping. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I've really been blessed. I used to sleep through the night. Like, I used to, like, wake up 
and check her and be like, why aren't you up? Like, they told me this would be different. And they said, sleep when the baby sleeps, but the baby sleeps all the time. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I wish I could sleep <laughs> the baby sleeps. Like, yeah. And now she always up. Always. Except for moments like this. Every once in a while. It's She'll like, take a good nap. Yeah. Her, she usually naps at, like, 12. So if she does not get to go to sleep at 12, and she has to be doing more movement, then when she does fall asleep at, like, 2, then she's going to sleep until, like, 4. <laughs> like, I feel that. Because, yeah. yeah, the other day when we was all over here, mm-hmm. she slept for about two hours, and it was around, like, one thirty, two o'clock when yeah. I got over here. Yeah. I feel that. Really, it's the life I'm trying to live. I was like, I feel like B is a really happy child. I don't rarely she see is. her cry like that. Girl, just when she's confused. I feel that. Distraught. Whenever there's some bullshit going on between me and my mom or something, it's just like, well, like, B is really, she's a really, like, true Pisces. She picks up on a lot of energy, like most kids do at her age. But she, like, immediately like goes with the flow like does like the fish swimming around and around she like can move with it that quick but like so even if it's like me and you and Ari and Kayla over here and we're all talking loud like she's just gonna be louder like elevated even if she's watching her show like bubble guppies because it's like bubble guppies but it's like also being loud she's like like all of a sudden it's a hard rock metal song (laughs) started to notice it when she was probably about like eight or nine years old but like she's got like real discernment like i need to get her hopefully in church because like she talks so well like bees looking at stuff and then talking and i'm like who are you talking to like that kid is next level honestly girl it's scary being a mom is scary like, if there's one word to describe it, it is just scary. Especially because I'm the type of person that, like, feels like I need, like, I hate surprises. Like, I hate people like, oh, I have a present for you. Okay, like, what is it? Like, no, I won't tell you. Like, I hate feeling like the last person to find out about some shit. What? And, like, yeah, like, I lately, especially because I'm a young, like, mom, I've been going through my own struggles trying to come to terms with the idea that I will never know like what position I'm going to be in in 10 years you know what I mean no matter how bad I don't want to be surprised by it like I just gotta let that shit happen but now it's like even more stressful because there's Blossom and I don't know where she's going to be in six months you feel what I mean like Mm -hmm. is she always going to be on her developmental curve like you know the high percentage like all this stuff stresses me out (laughs) it's kind of exciting but like, all of those emotions combined just make fear. Being a mom is fearful. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> so, like, what have been... What have been the scariest parts about being a mom besides, like, just, you know, mm-hmm. not always being. I feel like... Especially, like, I'm, I'm sure that it's different for young moms of boys. But for... My daughter, I think about, especially in this day and age that we're in now, like, first of all, the thing I think about is that, like, she will grow up in a completely different time than me. And one day I'm going to be, like, actually old and, like, out of the loop of what her and her friends, you know, are into or whatever and stuff. And, like, all the other kids, too. Like, even being a school teacher, I'll be a little bit 
closer to the loop, I guess, because I'll be hearing my other kids talking about it while I'm not around B, but the scariest part of being a mother of a daughter is, like, all of the things that could happen to her. Like, you know what I mean? Especially because she's a black girl, especially because of us being in Atlanta, the fucking sex trafficking district of the world. Like, these are all things I have to worry about as a black woman for myself. But, like, just, like I was saying, like, still the same, like, pressure of, like, not knowing what's going to happen with me. Like, these are a bunch of, like, safety hazards that she's going to be interacting with every day. Even, like, the boys of her generation, like, could pose a threat and, like, stuff like that. Like, I'm afraid for her to bring a boy home that she likes. And then, like, the possibility that he'll hurt her feelings. Like, you know what I mean? I'm afraid that one day she won't want to be my friend anymore. I'm afraid that she will bump her head on anything. I am afraid that someone will be mean to her. I am afraid that she will not recognize me next time she comes home. Like, everything. <laughs> everything. And I feel that. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> so what's been the best part about it? the best part about being a mom every single time that I see her literally like whether it's like I have to go to Starbucks from 10 to 2 and then I go and pick her up from Kayla like she's a little bit bigger each and every single time that I see her she's a little bit bigger and like I don't know it's like one of the best and worst things kind of because like they tell you like you know even before you ever get pregnant before you ever thinking about kids like you always hear like oh these kids grow up so fast and I really felt like those nine months I took to prepare myself for her to grow fast. And I thought I did a pretty good job. But she just started, like, even faster than I literally, like, thought that I imagined. And so, like, at first that was, like, a super scary thing. I was like, oh, my God, she's going to be too big for the house pretty soon. What else am I going to feed her? Like, oh. like, nowadays it's just like, oh, my gosh, like you still have room to grow like how inspiring like you know what i mean like i feel that yeah <laughs> she's so small she's so smart already. right exactly it's like where could you even go from here but it's like you're not even two yet every time i talk to anybody it's like how old is she like yeah she's literally not even two yet we still got a good couple of months six, before she's two years old months. yeah and she's saying and forward sentences like attaching connections and like real life experiences and like it's just mind-boggling it's like when you're by the time you're in preschool you're gonna be like fucking reading chapter books and that's Mm -hmm. crazy because now i just can't imagine where you're gonna be in 10 years like you know what i mean (laughs) like it's just like a continuous loop it's like fear excitement anxiety like happiness slash relief back into fear like, <laughs> on the mommy cycle one day she'll want to go to fucking prom and then I'm gonna be like <laughs> not only do I have to worry about the boy but like what if the dress is really skanky and it's like mom is cool with that because like mom's kind of skanky but like grandma's not gonna be cool with that nana's not gonna be cool with it dad is not gonna be cool with that and it's like the fear of like is my baby gonna be skanky like mommy because then I'm gonna have to either be proud or like condemn her or will my baby be a fucking prude like her dad and them because then mama's gonna be sad but i can't like this on my side you know what i mean and i also can't push the skanky like 
just have to let her decide. Yeah, man. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, that, like, being a mom has taught me about everybody is that people going to do whatever they want to do, and you got to let them do that. Like, first of all, everyone deserves space to do whatever they feel like they want to do mm-hmm. and then everybody deserves the space to you know do an after action report and decide if that was actually a thing that was beneficial to them mm-hmm. and then everybody deserves the space to make the change and try it you know differently next time or whatever now all you can really do as a person and as a mom is offer the advice and hope that it sticks mm-hmm. <laughs> like for real so that's what like even if right now like day to day like when we're sitting trying to get blossom her little interview at the daycare and she's like sliding up and down the chair you know me as a teacher i'm like you need to stop but also me as a mom trying to get her in this daycare i'm like make these people think that you're the best kid like stop (laughs) just sit there (laughs) quietly but i was like blossom like let's make a different choice like la 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 and her teacher was just like you know she's a baby like it's the school like let her run around like it's cool and it's like you just gotta give them that freaking space sometimes man like even a small like under two years old like it's important it's for development of everybody if i were the mom trying to like keep her right here like i would be a completely different like pent up like this worried bitch i feel like there's a difference between being a fearful mom like there's a healthy amount of fear that you should always keep on you as a mom but when you start to become a worried mom, that's when it starts to become detrimental to everybody involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when it starts to become annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when your kid don't want to be around you no more. Like, yeah. When you was pregnant, did you consider having an abortion? No. I really didn't. Just because I, I love kids, first of all. I never wanted to be a mom, but... Like, and I was skanky or whatever, like, slutty or whatever. So, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be out here on this shit. And then when I get reprimanded for it, like, fucking run away from the belt. Like, you feel what I mean? Like, also, I feel like I was in a place where I didn't have to be worried. Just for real. I just, I was out of Pebblebrook, you know what I mean? I was still at Georgia State, but I was making pretty good money, blah, blah, blah. Me and her dad were pretty solid then, like, and, like, I be talking shit. We're still pretty solid. Like, there are people that have worse baby-daddy relationships, like, fighting and arguing every time they see each other and shit. And don't get me wrong, we was there in the beginning. But nowadays, we've been able to, like, kind of mellow that shit back out again. So, like, when I first found out that I was pregnant, and I was sitting on the damn toilet in Westmore, and I saw that damn plus, all of that kind of ran through my head. And, like, had I like not fucked with her dad in that moment you know what I mean or had I been down bad financially I might have considered it but like all of my my pros outweighed my cons and so I couldn't even think about that again like Tony's mom tried to like suggest that shit and I was like make sure you shut your mom down because I don't feel like shutting her down like I don't want to be disrespectful and shit but like this baby's gonna be hot (laughs) because like I opened my legs up, and I did what needed to be done, and now that it's done, like, who am I to tell God, like, oh, no, you tripping. Like, you feel me? I feel that. You're like, nah. Also, I feel like, had I, I've heard the stories about how the pain of abortion is more intense and lingering than 
you the pain of delivery, the pain of raising them, like and I just I would hate to be moving around in the world thinking about a child that I sent back home and like what's gonna happen to me when I go back home and like what that child could have done had I not made that decision for them. Or like you feel what I mean? And then, like, if I wouldn't have been able to have kids later on, like, all of that would have affected me for the rest of my life. Like, if I had an abortion and then couldn't have kids later on in life, I would always have felt like it was because of that decision I made right then. And, like, later on in life, I might have wanted to have kids. Now that I've had a daughter, especially, I'm straight on that shit. Forever. <laughs> Let me just clarify that. Like, she said I will never. If I ever got pregnant again, I might have to think about the A-word. Just because I feel like I didn't put in enough work now. Like, if I sent a baby back and then I got to heaven's gates I'll be like God I did it once like God please stop crying please I did pretty good she was talking before she was two you remember that like God not you remember that <laughs> oh, girl dead. my fear now I don't ever want to get pregnant again because I'm scared I'm going to have another girl so I'd love to have more kids that's why I'm becoming a teacher firstly so I can have 30, 60, 80, 90 more kids Without having to fucking take care of them every day of their lives. But I just don't want to go through all of the extra shit. Like, this pregnancy was terrible. I did not enjoy myself during the nine months. Like, you had a really emotional pregnancy. Really like, and not in, a, not in a good way. It really was <laughs> You not. were really upset most of your pregnancy. I really was. Because the thing was, I was getting, like, 60% of the time, I was at Westmore by myself in my room watching Say Yes to the Dress. I'm fucking 19. Like, I don't even really want to ever get married. But I'm like, damn, these bitches getting married and I'm fucking pregnant. I should be getting married. Like, it was just terrible. I really was, like, pushed (laughs) off the boat into the water. No life jacket type shit. Like, had to learn a lot emotionally before the baby even came around. Because if I had still been in that mindset, by the time she got here, I'd have been in a way worse place. Like, because even after she got here, that PTSD was real. Like, real. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'd rather not do none of that shit again no more. Like, and people be like, Oh well, you just exaggerating. Like just taking that, like dead ass. You seen that shit in your dreams? I never forget this one time I had a dream that Blossom was like falling off of the bed. When I woke up, she was like in her crib, and I was like in a sweat. <laughs> like that shit is terrible. Like I don't know. Nowadays she fall off the bed. I'm like, damn. I told you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't learned what gravity was trying to teach you yet. Okay, well stay over there then. You're gonna you do. Like you gonna learn. But, like, yeah, that newborn stress and shit is crazy. Especially, I feel like, for real, since it's, like, single mom and stuff, like, I'll never have another man's baby that I feel like cannot handle me, first of all. Because, like, when I was, like, 12 and shit, like, watching Mori with my mom, I'd be like, whoa, I would never, like, I'll just wait. Like, I cannot be a single mom. Like, I don't know. And, like now finding myself in that position as an adult it's like it really does humble you first of all but it really does like help you see it a lot better it's like if you could not handle me then like the baby the life with the baby is going to be a lot and there is going to be fucking stresses and the problems back and forth and stuff and I'd really rather not like have any more baby daddies like next dude that comes around if i have your baby like your dad 
like to blossom also so like i gotta make sure that, that shit is real and true and even if it's not perfect all the time i make sure it is work withable because it's too much like it's too much like the single mom shit is too much like it's doable but it's too much <laughs> like it really is it really really is <laughs> like i feel that <laughs> like and one day hopefully soon like your blessed mother and grandmother i will be done with like having to be interaction with my child's father like all the time and like we won't have to like I won't need his help for diapers and shit. Like, she'll be grown and she'll be, like, pretty self-sufficient. But right now, that shit is too much. Like, girl. <laughs> um, I already said, I don't even want to think about it. So, I'm at least 27. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm about to be 23. Um, Look, I was talking to Kim about that, y'all. Niggas is getting close to it. I always thought if I ever did have kids, I'd probably be, like, 25, 26. That was always my number. But like now, the, now a bitch is twenty two, twenty five is three years off. Yeah, like we, we pushing up on that shit now. We becoming the old heads for real. That shit crazy. <laughs> that shit is crazy as fuck. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what are some things you wish you would have known before becoming a parent? Hmm. That. Like I feel like. I don't know how to explain it. You don't have to be doing something every second for it to be, like, meaningful. Like, you don't have to be doing something fun every second to be enjoying the time with each other as, like, parent and child. But also, you sh- like, you should make time and put money aside to go and do explicitly fun things. Like, if that makes any sense. Like, on mm-hmm. both sides of the token. You can definitely, like, enjoy yourself with your kid. With a book. With a book. Or, like, just watching their show with them. Or, like, having them help you put something in the microwave. Or, like, brushing your teeth together. Like, whatever. But, like, also, y'all should go to the fair. And, like, Chuck E. Cheese and stuff. Like, that's legit. Also, something I wish somebody would have told me before becoming a mother is that your relationship with your mother does not define the relationship you have to have with your child. Not at all. Yeah. I feel like for a long time I was stuck on that and like I have to do better than my mom. But it's like you have to do better for Blossom. Period. Like, you know what I mean? And also like Oh, I wish somebody would have told me that breastfeeding was going to take your titties out if you stopped because <laughs> didn't nobody say that. All they said was breastfeed, breastfeed, breastfeed. <laughs> so I just feel like I've been bamboozled, but you know, it's cool. Bamboozled. That's fine. I also wish they would have told me that sleeping would be mad difficult the last four months of pregnancy because they don't say none of that shit neither. You, I wish they would have told me a lot of shit about pregnancy. I keep telling people I'm going to write a book because there's legitimately at least like 10, 12 major points about pregnancy that nobody ever tells young girls about. And I just feel like if y'all said this shit, that they would stop fucking. Like, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, the morning sickness started and it didn't stop until after I had had Blossom, like two and a half weeks later. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You have to wear a diaper yourself for six days after having the baby. So you're going to be bleeding that much out of your fucking 
pancreas or whatever it is inside of your body. Yeah, that happened. And you got to flush your friggin' vagina with a water bottle every day to make sure you got all the extra placenta out. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. And I just feel like if somebody would have told me those things before, I would have been like, ew, get away from me, dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any of that. Ew, I don't out of business. This is definitely eye opening. Yeah. Um, birth control. Yeah. Would be a better word. Yeah. Um, birth control yeah. on top of birth control on top of birth control because mm-hmm. I have birth control. Cameron is my birth control, oh, word, word. and that is my birth control. Everything yeah. you just said. Yeah. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. Like I said, there are really fun parts about having a baby, being a mom, even as a young mom. Like everybody's like, "Oh, like your life is gonna be ruined. You're gonna have to stop your life. Like it's not about you anymore. It's about the baby." And that's true. It's mostly about the baby, but it's still about you. Because if you can't keep yourself up to par, you're not going to be able to be a good mom. And that part of your identity is all about the baby. And so if you can't make sure that mom is 100%, like, Carmilla is not going to matter. Mayel is not going to matter. You feel what I mean? But especially not Mama Mayel. Like, so I can't just neglect Mayel because, like, Mayel is still Mayel. I just tag on the mama label. And, like, if I'm not being a good mama, like, that shit is gonna affect B. Then if I'm not being a good Maella, it's still gonna affect Blossom because I'm directly who she came from. Like, you feel what I mean? That's the whole shit. But also, yeah, well, I started that somewhere else. Like, there are fun parts about being a mom, but there are terrible parts too. Like, when they get sick, and then, then the worry, like, is real because it's like, Ah, like one of the worst things that's another thing I wish they would have told me before I became a mom like you can't take the sickness for the baby like it's like if she has a fever it's like damn I don't even know if her tummy is hurting or like if her head hurts or her back whatever cause like she's small like she can't tell me and like I just I just don't know so I just gotta like love on her and hope that that helps everything but like I'm stressed now. <laughs> That's a real shit. When they get no fucking shots, man. Mm-hmm. All of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Hollering, whole things. Poor things. I'll be like, bro, ready to square up on the pediatrician. Like, you didn't have to do my baby like that. Well, ma'am, we have to make sure that she gets everything so she doesn't get laryngitis. And I'm still gonna love her just the same. I ain't had to fucking clip her like that, though. <laughs> Yeah. Girl. Well, I feel like you've been doing a really good job so far, friend. Thank you so much. That is really appreciated. I'll be trying. Especially to see, like, since we've known each other so long, to see how you have evolved from young Mayel to mom Mayel is definitely, definitely different. Transformation Tuesday. Goddamn. Girl, I feel like God knew exactly what he was doing, though. I was going to say, I feel like everybody has a a testimony. Yeah. And, like, my sister keep trying to wish on me that I'm going to be the next one in my friends to get pregnant. And I'm like, that's not my testimony. testimony, Like, (laughs) if it was, it would have happened already. I feel like that's not my testimony just yet. Most definitely. No, when I got into that fight when I was six weeks pregnant, 
that was when I decided to take that shit seriously. Because clearly, this baby was supposed to prevent me from fucking my life up. Because I would have gone to jail. Like, I was a grown-ass woman fighting Jade on them steps in West Mine. I know, why has West Mine come up three times? What a place. <laughs> what a place. <laughs> that uh, I needed Blossom because I needed patience. And stability. I needed, yeah, I needed stability. I needed a way to my mother. You feel what I mean? Like... Before B came around, me and my mom had not been speaking for a very long time. And even now, we don't, like, speak. But I still needed a way back to her. You know what I mean? And Blossom, my mom needed this a way back to me. Blossom needs a grandma. Like, we all needed that baby. Tony needed to grow up. Like, and he has grown up. Like, even in this past, like, year or so, whatever. Like, he's not a fucking terrible dad. He's just a shit boyfriend. But that's usually how it works. Like, I hope that she continues to help him improve his life. And I hope that she continues to help me. But we definitely, definitely needed her at the time when she came around. That was another reason why I could never get an abortion. And when I first found out I was pregnant, I did not understand why I needed her. But as corny as it sounds, seriously, that first time that you hold on to that baby, first of all, the light bulb turns on and you realize that you are, you are, an adult that has to be responsible you might not be a responsible adult yet but you are an adult now that needs to be responsible and also like how could you not want to be responsible look at this thing that you just created and brought earth side like it changes your life that's real. big facts <laughs> like mm-hmm. like i'm traumatized i ain't even gonna lie i've been traumatized of pregnancy since i was young oh yeah that's why i never I never had sex so I got out of high school. Like, I didn't want to be a statistic because everybody in my family have kids young as fuck. Yeah. Like, 15, 16. I'd yeah. be like, golly, bro. I could never imagine me being who I was when I was 16. I could never imagine having Girl. a kid when I was 16. Look, and I was fucking playing when I was 16. Me and Cave Louise, I always put that bitch name out there because I ain't finna throw myself under the bus. But bitch, we was in CVS dead ass like every third day talking about a plan B. At 16, bitch was working at Monster Mini Golf. I got like $200 a month talking about 50. Do you know how much? Good. 16 year old me would not have been prepared. 16 year old me would have had no option other than to consider the A word. And like 16 year old me would have, 18 year old me might have had to follow through with that shit. Because I was not in the place to be doing nothing like that. Like at I'm least still adoption. not in the place to be doing nothing like mm-hmm. that. I feel like Girl, it'll do. definitely do what you said. Like it, that shit will humble your ass. Like, yeah. And it'll make you put yourself in a place where you can at least jump you feel what i mean i still wasn't in the place and tony still wasn't in the place even when b was like six seven eight months old but something about having a baby will really wake you up if you're a good person that it'll either make you or break you and you'll find out whether you're good or evil and everybody around you will too because you'll either get your shit right at least for that baby and get they shit right or you'll crash or disappear or like the drugs will take over the alcohol will take over like that shit happened when I started like after I had her especially when I was going through that postpartum I started drinking wine a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot like cause I, especially cause I wasn't able to smoke I would just drink 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 and then I was like bitch like winos are a thing and you don't want to be that type of mom either like 
<laughs> I'm dead. Girl. What's a wine is? A wine alcoholic. Them, them hoes be turned. They, it's not as prominent because people don't judge it and condemn <coughs> it as much because mostly rich white men get to like sit at home and drink wine and become winos. Wine is expensive. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> That's so funny. I've never heard that before. That's a whole thing. That's crazy. Never would have known that. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> now you know. So, what do you feel like? Because we don't have to go into your relationship with your mom. That's a lot. Yeah. But what do you feel like have been some generational curses that you've broken since you have blossom, or you you want to continue to try to break as she grows up? My main goal when it comes to my daughter is her mental health. I feel like my mother did the best with what she had. And my mom did not have a lot when she was our age. She was one of eight kids. And they're from Montgomery, Alabama, like, during the Civil Rights Movement, where food and water and, like, you know, basic, like, living conditions was scarce for every black person in the community. So when it came to me and my brothers, my mom's main concern was that we'd be, like, financially set. Like, you know, or set better than she was. But when it comes to me... I feel like my main goal is to make sure that she is mentally and emotionally set. So I feel like the generational curse that was broken was that like love of money type shit. Like that idea that as black people, we can't be shit if we don't have money because it's not about money first. Like as black people, we can't be shit until we get our minds right because for so many years our minds have been fucked with. We can't even worry about being financially straight until our minds are right. Because whenever we get the money, we just gonna give it back to the white man. We gonna think that we need to spend it on baby Jordans or fucking Apple Watches or fucking like whatever, hotels and shit to be flashy and shit. Especially the older that the kids get. If I were to continue on with that idea that like, our main concern needs to be money. I feel like the curse would have only gotten worse because, like, me and you could transfer money to each other back and forth on the phone, like, right here while we talking in, like, a minute and a half. You feel what I mean? Like, it's not going to be shit for being them one day. And as she grows up as a black woman in this vulnerable, vulnerable place, I don't want her to think that, you know, like, I need to do whatever I need to do to make some money. Because as a woman that's got you out here selling your body, like, mommy's skanky or whatever, but we don't want to take it to that place. Like, you feel what I mean? Like, that money is not the most important thing. Like, <laughs> there's so many more things that are more important. And actually, I think that mommy thinks this is the most important thing. Like, so yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel that for for There's so many people so worried about what they can give to their kid. How they gonna spoil them so bad? Like, even my mom said that. Like, she was like that for the first couple years of my life. And I definitely say, not that it, like, made me love my mom any less. Because, like, what kid don't like presents? But, like, you know, it's just, I didn't want nothing from her. (laughs) Like, as a parent, that's that's exactly, I mean, as a kid, that's exactly what it is. You don't want nothing from her. Unless it's a present. Like... Unless I'm genuinely asking you for something, I don't want anything from you. I don't even ask my mama for nothing now. Not like, 
I want something for real, for real from her. Like, of course, I want her to be able to provide for us like she mm-hmm. wants to do for herself. Like, mm-hmm. that's fine. But, like, as far as gifts right. and, like, shit like that, like, I don't ask for gifts like that. Right. Most of the time, I work too much to ask my mama for gifts, right. thing. Yeah. I have two jobs for a reason. Right. I don't sit on my ass for nothing. Like, exactly. no. That's legit. And, like, those are the types of values that I want to teach her. Because those are important. Like, still, as a woman, you shouldn't just sit on your ass and wait for your mom or a nigga or anybody. I will like, never sit on my shit. ass and wait for a nigga yeah. to give me nothing. Let me go yeah. to work so I can go have some money in my account so I'm not yeah. fucking broke. I wish yeah. I would. And, like, that's something that I have to learn. Like, and not even, like, oh, I'm the type of bitch to want to do that. But, like, when I got pregnant, my mother and my child's father were like, no, it's cool. Like, just do the motherly thing. But, like, I want to get to be first to tap into her mental and her emotional to let her know, like, it is important to have motherly feelings. Like, we're women. We should feel that care and all of that good stuff. But you need to look out for yourself. You need to give all of those positive feelings to yourself first. That is how you find out how to appropriately gauge how much to give to everybody else. Like, you need to motivate yourself first and get your ass up and go do something for yourself first. Because ain't nobody, nobody is obligated to. Nobody owes you any loyalty. Right. (laughs) Nope. That's one of my biggest things about why I fear pregnancy. Like, not saying that I don't think my family is going to help me, but, like, I don't feel like exactly what you said. It's not their responsibility. Like, I was talking to Ariana just, like, about this the other day, and I was like, like, I could never imagine being in your position. Like, not saying it's a bad thing or anything because you have a great life, but, like, I feel like... (laughs) I feel like you're doing good for yourself where you are. Like, and I don't know if I could handle this. That's why I feel like this is not my testimony. Like, if if this is what God wanted for me, that it would have happened that way. And if it's supposed to happen later on, that shit gonna happen however it's supposed to to happen. And when it happened to you because you're a good person and not an evil person, you gonna mind the fuck when your shit start to line up. You're going to line up with it. That's just how it happens. Like, that shit. I don't know, bro. Like, I could never imagine. And I feel like I'm too selfish in in that aspect. I don't know what I would do if I just found out I was pregnant. Like. And, like, even me having been like, no, I could never say no to abortion. Like, like I said earlier, that type of feeling changes. Because they're even... Thinking, okay, I'm going to get pregnant at 27. If you don't get pregnant at 27, you can be like, oh, okay, well then, I'm going to just chill. But then you get pregnant at 28, and then you might not be prepared to be pregnant then. So, you feel what I mean? You still just have to adjust however the cards is dealt to you. Mm-hmm. Like, and even somebody who decides that I'm still not ready, like, and decides to get an abortion, like, they should definitely have the right to do that. Even if it was, like, the same thing like me. They just had sex and got pregnant. But if they're not ready, they should have the right to to be like, no, like, actually, let me wait a little bit. Like, when it all comes down to the end of it, bro, whether you believe in God or Allah or whoever, like, when you get to the gate, you don't have to answer to them for whatever you did anyway. But, like, while you're here on earth, you need to live your life how you feel like you need to live it. <laughs> like, because you're the only person that's going to have to live it. 
you're the only person that's gonna get a unique set of cards. Even if your shit is not similar to somebody else's, your life is never gonna be exactly like somebody else's is. Ever. <laughs> and that's another important thing to remember as a parent too when it comes to like raising your kid. Because like if you try to live through your kid, or even if you see them finna make the same exact mistake that you did, if you try to dissuade them from it, first of all, it's only gonna make them Wanna more likely more. to do it. And you're not going to be able to help like you think you are like you feel what I mean I feel that so I know a lot of people who live through their kids and it's like it's unhealthy what is your purpose exactly and then when you ask yourself that you feel like you have no purpose like no exactly you were you before you had them kids yeah and that's one thing I feel like I really don't want to forget if I ever have kids. Because, like, some people drop they off for their kids. I don't want to do that. My mom wasn't that mom. I don't want to be that mom. I feel like yeah. I could never be that mom. Like, how do you how do you lose yourself for your child? That that doesn't make sense to me. And, like, after, like, when I got pregnant, like, you got all that tummy news, whatever, you, like, follow the mommy blogs and stuff. And, like, I felt the same way, but like, there's so many women out, and they're talking about it all the time. Some people, some women, are trying so hard to be pregnant. Like that's all they want to do, all they've ever seen themselves doing. Like how you've wanted to be a vet since you were little or whatever. Like some women only wanted to be moms since they were little, and like, yeah. Sometimes I would like read through their stories, and that shit would humble me again because like, like here I am with like this blessing for real. Like this kid is a blessing. And, like, some people really trying. It's like, like, but it's still, like you were saying, it's important to know that that's not your identity. Because that was, that's something that I had to learn also. After you become the mom, it's like, I have to make sure this child stays alive every day. <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Thank you. And it's like, I got to make sure this child stays alive every day. And that's totally real. Like, you really do. But you got to make sure that she stay alive keep your child alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't make sure your child's still alive every day if you're not here. Like, mm-hmm. So you gotta, and like, you are the same person that you were before you had the kid, but you, your life does change. You are completely different. The, the child does do something to you, but you gotta pick out the best parts of old you. Like, you gotta take them with you and like, evolve into that new person. You feel what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why you got to be ready mentally for some shit like that. And, like, the, the child is a blessing because God gives you nine months to, like, and free will. So you can prepare yourself or you can, like, let it destroy you. And that's where it all lines up, like I was saying. Yeah. So it's like, even when you find out that you're pregnant, like, you still got a little bit of time, like, to decide. Like, it sucks that we're in Georgia and we're in a place that, like, is, like, no, you have six weeks. Like, <laughs> I just can't imagine who I could ever have kids with. Like, that's a whole thing. Like, like, you gotta remember when you bring a life into this world, you bring in a half of another person into this world. A whole family gets involved. Like, and you might like bits and pieces of the family, but the bits and pieces that you don't, birthdays, graduations, proms, <laughs> like, 
and birthdays are once a year. Graduation prom is once, once a year. Like, that ass, like, me and my village are exhausted. Like, if his side gets to have a birthday party this year, because I don't even want to go. Like, I'm dead. That ass, we're going to have our own birthday party and we're going to drop her off and we're going to eat their food. So don't air this until. <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow him. So. Listen, because then we're going to peel off. We're going to say happy birthday again, B. And then we're going to peel off because you really do like need to watch it. You had a kid. Because even like, I was like, after our shit went south, I was like, cool. I'm going to just do the child support thing. My reasons for doing the child support thing is, first off, <laughs> and it's going to sound bitter. It's fine. I'm still working on myself, so I don't even care <laughs> like people that are going to listen to this. And, yeah, I was like, first of all, I feel like her dad promised me that he wouldn't finesse me, and then he finessed me. And, like, we were family, you feel what I mean? And family finesses family all the time and you know what i mean black families white families asian families like that's not no foreign fucking concept also dads finesse their kids all the time so i'm gonna put this shit in paper with a judge so that he can't finesse her or me and i can't finesse her or him you feel what i mean like it's all set up right i.e. if I ever say oh you're not paying child support and judge like no yeah he did pay child support and if he's like oh she don't like use it right no like yeah she did use it right like you feel what I mean like that's that because <laughs> like I just don't trust that shit to go as verbally said for the rest of our lives had there not been a mediator in between but it would be much easier had I been with somebody that I could trust that shit would have been verbally done you know what I mean like <laughs> mm. I feel that I don't like Tony so <laughs> I understand why <laughs> you feel that way uh, but you know not even that he's just a bad person he's just weird like even the first time I met him, something was just off about him. I was like, mm, I guess. Uh, My niece is going to be pretty, so that's all I care about. Period. And she's going to be mentally, spiritually bright. What have you learned about yourself since you became a mom? I have learned. really good question I have learned that I am a cuddler <laughs> I know that sounds really weird to be even the first thing but like like I've learned that I'm a cuddler and Blossom is not so I have learned that like about myself like I'm like touchy but like I need to watch that because some people aren't like, you feel what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even, like, force my kids, like, to be cuddly. Because, like, she's going to be like, Mom, like, mm. Like, I don't <laughs> want it to be like that, man. Like, it's got to find a different way to, like, you know, be intimate with my kids. <laughs> so, like, yeah, there's that. But also, I have learned that 
like patience is important like so important with everybody because people be acting blossoms age like dead ass like <laughs> it's ridiculous and like I have learned that sleep is important yes it is yeah because I barely get sleep now yeah and I've learned the importance of a like good you know nutritious meal <laughs> like these things are important the stuff that we're trying to instill in our kids are all things that you like detach from in your like adolescence probably pre-adolescence adolescence mm-hmm. and then like you come back around to it when you're trying to put it into like a small person that represents you when they out and about and shit so like and especially as a teacher I'm learning all the technical terms and shit you gotta like model that shit like when I went and did turn up on the job or whatever I was like mortified with myself afterwards because like if a blossom ever behaved like that like it would piss me off but like who am I to try to tell her to not do that if I let her see me like behave that way you feel mm-hmm. I me mean? so even with that I learned that I need to chill the fuck out like learn how to get a hold of my emotions before them shits like grab me I was like way too emotional and like yeah like I've been working on that all of those things about myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I just be rambling. I'm so sorry. Girl, you fine. I took so much editing. <laughs> no, look. No. I definitely agree with that. You've always been really emotional, but you're like really bubbly and like happy yeah. all the time. It's like on every like aspect. And like I always like blame on my zodiac sign or whatever, like the balance or whatever, but like. Like, I would be, like, really, really happy or, like, really, really funny or, like, really, really depressed or, like, really, really okay, like, or really, really excited or, like, really, really, like, disgusted. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's never, like, uh, like, low, like, from really, really happy to really, really excited to really, really okay. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like I've been working on the, the transitions. That's how I get a hold of my emotions. Like, it's the ebbs and flows. I'm gonna send you this sermon I was listening to this morning. It was. Please. The man who do Elevation Church or something like that. Mm-hmm. He did one. It was called. It was like something about the transitions. I got to look at it again. But it was really good. He was talking about... Um, let me see if it's still on here. Trapped in transition. He was talking about noticing the transitions in, li- in, in life. Mm-hmm. And like... Learning how to deal with them. Yeah, that's important. That's what I've been learning. Like, and the weird perspective has been heavy on my mind. Like, I plan on getting a tattoo on because it's like since I've had Blossom, I've learned about ways to interact with my mother 
like in ways that I've been dying to know. Like, you know what I mean? For lots of years of my life, I've been like frustrated because I've been wanting somebody to just tell me what I should do to like have a better relationship with my mother. And then all of a sudden I had B and like she told me, like, you feel what I mean? Like, who your mama be? Like Blossom told me. Oh, yeah. gotcha. And Blossom like told me how to interact with my mom. Like I and like just like you said, like that's a whole lot of extra shit. Like that's a whole other episode. But um, for us, so we won't even go into like my relationship with my mom. But, like yeah, like perspective is a really important thing. And sometimes you just gotta like be content with the knowledge that that is that person's perspective, and then you gotta keep that shit pushing. Like, cannot linger on nothing for too long. Honestly. <laughs> I've learned that. Yeah. You just gotta let shit go. Yeah. People gonna do it that one every day. Yeah. And you can't take that shit too personal. Honestly. Like, I'm still, like I said, that's why I'm still working on my emotional shit. Cause like, I wouldn't call it bitterness, but... I call it, like, resent. I'm trying to move out of that shit into, like, maniacal, like, history. <laughs> Not maniacal. <laughs> Does that sound better than resent? I feel like that was mad specific. But not even, like, I felt like, like, funny. I don't know. Like, can laugh about it. That's what I was thinking. Over it. Over it. Is that what it's called? Over it, you can mind. laugh about it. I feel like that. Yeah. I guess that's true. You're right. Well, then maybe my brain is not there. Because I was thinking of some pretty, like, negatively connotated adjectives. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I'm still worried about it. But somewhere <coughs> I read that Beyonce said she give herself 24 hours to be on some mad bitch shit. So, like, I agree. I'm gonna be mad about that shit for twenty four hours. Yeah. If I'm still mad about it the next day, we gotta you gotta go. Yeah. That's how that's how I've been doing better. Then less mad. We all know co parenting with Antonio is not the best. He's it's not the worst, to be fair. It's like the okayest. <laughs> <laughs> the okayest. It's the okayest. I feel that. 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 I feel I mean, since you had a baby. Yeah, 100%. Especially because I had a daughter. Uh-huh. Like, especially because she looks just like me. Because, like, that's just, there's so many ways. Like, I don't want to bring nobody around her with ill intentions. For me, first of all. And so that's a whole thing to scream for really heavy. And like, I don't want anybody around Blossom. That I feel like is crazy. 
because like she looks just like me and like I don't want you to ever feel entitled to me and my daughter like on some wild shit like that shit happened and I will literally get locked up about mine and so I don't want to put myself in that position or like my daughter like I don't want to put my daughter in a position to be disciplined by somebody else who's not her father and I don't want to put somebody's son in the position to feel like he needs to discipline my daughter. Like, you feel what I mean? Like, so I, most times I date when Blossom is with her dad or, like, with Godmom or something. If I, like, meet a guy and, like, want to go on a date or whatever, like, I'll just, like, ask one of you guys or, like, something like that. But really, I don't even be thinking about men like that for real first of all because like I realize that I still have some shit that I need to get over to be over like like not even like I'm over my kid's dad like I do not want to be with him no more but I'm not over the disrespect yet or the disloyalty and shit mm-hmm. like so I realize that I need to like get over that cause like I'm gonna still be mad about that shit like later and I'm not gonna be able to like fully attach to somebody and like I recognized that early on too, so my like coping mechanism always is to just like go get some dick. But like recently, I had like a kind of rapey situation go on, and I was just like, "What am I really doing this for?" <laughs> so I went and bought a vibrator, and I be focusing on the shit that I need to be focusing on. And I know that that sounds like elementary, but it has been life changing for me to like feel the gratification of like getting shit done that like I am passionate about, like teaching well thought out, like looked over, like peer reviewed lessons to my third graders because I had the time for real on my hands to just like do the research and do my homework for real instead of like being on a date with a random nigga that I met on Tinder or whatever in the city of Atlanta. Right. You feel what I mean? That's never good. I mean, like, <laughs> rapey situation. So, I'm just like, to answer your question, I'm cool on the dating shit, but like, B has definitely given me that perspective. <laughs> like, now <coughs> I realize that I can be cool on the dating shit because I can fill my time with other shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's good. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. When do you feel like it's too soon? Or, like, when do you feel like it's, like, the right time to bring somebody around and be? So, like, like, maybe, like, two guys that I've talked to, like, romantically have, like, met her slash been around her. Chris has maybe come around, like, two or three times. But I really like I really like trust both of them. Like, you feel what I mean? And like my guy friends have like met B, but like I feel like I still have not brought nobody around that was like Yes, like I'm really hoping that like this could be your stepdad type shit, you know what I mean? Like I feel like I'll never feel that way until I, like, actually feel that way. Like, because this something different, <clears throat> thinking, like, this could be my, like, man 
But like, like I could have a man for like a couple of years before like I settle down with her like stepdad. You feel what I mean? So like that man, like he's not gonna come around until it's like that man. <laughs> like you feel what I mean? So like I don't even know. Cause right now, like I said, I'm just trying to see where I'm going. I'm like, hopefully he shows up. And like when I feel that feeling, hopefully I'm not wrong this time. It's not the right time actually. Yeah, I'm gonna go try something big. So I like it's five o'clock in the day. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that was my last question. She up. No, she's still sleeping. Okay. Well, that was my last question, friend. Just the realest. I appreciate you for listening to me. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> you know? Hope you have some good content. Always. <laughs> I honestly never edit my videos. Like, yeah. I really just post them on film like they are. Okay. Well, I'm here for it. So, yes, I, you know me, I say what I want, period, and who gonna check me, nobody, cause I'm right here with you, I'm I'm getting that put on a t-shirt, do it, and who gonna check me, (laughs) on the back you gotta say nobody, period, Period. exactly, I'm with that's gonna be my new my new catchphrase. Mm. This is my show, and I say what I want. And who gonna check me? No. Period. Period. Poo. I'm with it. All right. Thank you, friend. I love you. I love you. This was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed this. All right, guys. Until Do next time. Bye. <laughs>